0: heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The
0: Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, rush. Now, here's Bo nerdly
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is the midweek edition. Of Rush Hour here on WABC, Talk Radio 77. Thank you for being here. 800-848-WABC is the number to call if you'd like to be part of today's program. 800-848-9222. We've got a lot of news to discuss. I want, I, this is one of those days I want to get to everything in my main stack, if I can. In the main Gathering of news. But before we do that, a pop quiz. I love pop quizzes. I love, love, love pop quizzes. This is the order that we're going to take it in so that the staff is ready. We will start with Diego. We will go to Phil. And then we will go to Scott. And I don't want anybody going to Google and typing stuff in. Keep your hands away from the computer keyboards. Here is your question, staff. What was the significance of the Battle of Lexington? You first, Diego.
0: The shot heard around the world. First shot of the American Revolutionary War, Lexington and Concord, 17-something, uh, 1775.
2: No? Phil, what is the significance oh of God. the Battle of Lexington?
3: I thought it was for the street in Manhattan. <laughs> Diego's got a lot of, once he started talking about the Revolutionary War I was like oh man I'm way off or maybe I'm dead right but probably not
2: you, you think it was for the the battle over the Lexington Avenue in Manhattan that's what I mean we're close to it I was like I, I could have joined in if they needed a hand But okay cool Scott what is the significance of the battle of Lexington uh, I'm going to just defer to Diego on this because that sounded right well Diego absolutely had it right Today, the American, the significance is that today is the anniversary of the beginning of the American Revolution. The Battle of Lexington, 5 a.m., 700 British troops on a mission to capture Patriots and seize the Patriot. Yes, I know it's Patriot, but I like saying Patriot. The Patriot arsenal marched into Lexington to find 77 armed, armed, armed Minute men, they had guns. They probably had a bunch of AK forty sevens. They probably had an AR fifteen or two. No, they didn't. Were <laughs> they assault guns? Yeah, they were assault guns. That's what the hmm. British sent them out to get. Yeah, I don't know. Go take their assault guns.
1: And they found seventy seven of them. Under Captain John Parker. The Patriots were outnumbered. But yet they fought. Now, in 1993, something else happened under Bill Clinton.
2: Let us see who remembers what. Oh, by the way, an interesting side note. In 1861, the first blood was drawn in the Civil War on this day. So you have the Amer- and The first blood was drawn in the American Revolution and the first
1: blood drawn in the Civil War on the same date, day, not the same date. In 1995, the scene was Oklahoma. What happened there, Diego?
0: Oklahoma City bombing.
2: Not going to go further because that answer is right. In 1993, something happened. I'll give you a hint, Phil. Uh This one was in Tejas. Something big happened in Tejas. Bill Clinton was president. Janet El Rino was the attorney general. You want to take a guess? I'd rather not. I feel like I'm going to embarrass myself. I have no idea. You didn't embarrass yourself the first time. That was a good second answer, given the climate of today, <laughs> but you have no idea. The only, the only
3: context of Tejas I know is the, uh, the food chain, Jose Tejas, the Mexican place. I don't know if that's anything to do with that.
2: Not, uh, no, it didn't, uh, but that was a good try. I'm going to encourage you, Phil, because you have so much potential when it comes to American history. All right, Bob, you have the answer here. Bob Brown steps in. Bob, something big happened in Tejas in 1993. Oh, how are you?
0: I'm
2: nice to, fine, nice Bob. Nice to
0: talk to you in uh, Command Central.
2: Yeah, good. Yes, yeah, good to talk with you too. Now, 1993 pop quiz. Oh boy! Big story happened in Tejas. I'll give you a hint. Bill in- Clinton was the president. Janet Reno was the Attorney general, general, right? Tejas in hey. Texas. What big happened in Texas during the Clinton administration? What major event happened in Texas while Bill Clinton was president and Holy... Janet Reno was uh was and I'll give you another hint and Clinton's and no, yeah I have to have a hint on that one go ahead and and Bill Clinton tried to pass the buck and not take the blame for it Waco
1: boom as soon as you said that it was it, Scott, I got another one for you, yeah, but I knew that one i don't I might not know this one. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Scott, because <laughs> <laughs> no one will know the next one. What is it? It was 1971. There was a big
2: anti-war demonstration. What was the war? I'm not even going to. That's a really I'm not even going to give you the real. Is thing this for me question.
3: or this for uh...
2: this is for Scott? Oh, cause okay. You robbed him of his answer. Well, I feel bad for. It Can't him.
3: be Vietnam. Because... It was
2: Vietnam. See, so you got it right. Okay. Was my Waco was correct? The by the way, the, was my Waco d- right, Never mind. Yeah, your Waco oh, was okay. I correct. I wasn't too sure. Okay, right. No, yeah, I and thought Bill it Clinton tried to, Bill Clinton tried to blame Janet Reno for it. Yes. He's like, I didn't have anything to do with it. it was her? It was her. And uh, do you remember watching this on TV as Waco went up in flames? Yes, I ba- yep. Yes, all mm-hmm. those children and babies. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yes. It was. And in Scott, your case, the real, the real thing that happened in 71 was this was the day that the Vietnam veterans themselves started protesting the Vietnam War. And that's when you knew this was a big, big trouble. So, guys, you did okay on the pop quiz. You know, you missed the first one. Under Bob Brown's favorite president. Yeah, what was the first one? I missed that. What was that? No, the first one um, was, what is the significance of the Battle of Lexington? Massachusetts? No, right? that's not the answer. No, 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 Bobby. no.
0: We're talking about Lexington, Massachusetts. Paul Revere's well, it's last not ride. Lexington
2: Avenue. <laughs> no, no <laughs> and, I know that. That's Phil said. You
0: said, "What is the significance of the what battle?" What's the of-
2: significance of the
0: Battle
3: of Lexington? Uh, one by two by land, three by sea. Revere's last ride. I don't know. What was the, what was what was? The, I don't know. What's yeah. the significance
2: of it? The beginning of the American uh, American Revolution. Revolution? Okay.
3: I was that's kind of right, right? I was, you know, swimming the red coats the, are
2: coming, the red coats are coming. You're swimming around the
0: pond. Okay. Yeah. Actually, it actually began in Lexington. Lexington? Interesting. I didn't know it was actually in Lexington.
2: The Battle of Lexington, Lex- right. yes. And, yeah.
0: yeah. I know
3: Lexington historically. I didn't know where it started there, though. Hmm. Interesting. Yep.
2: Okay. okay. Well, thanks, right. people. Well, that's, I love starting it off once in a while with a pop quiz, American history. Uh, Let us turn to some, uh, some, some news of the day. There has been house testimony from the former director of national intelligence, John Radcliffe,
1: that directly contradicts testimony of Dr. Fauci. Radcliffe says, yes, of course. Yeah, we gave...
2: He's talking, this is all about the gain-of-function research that Dr. Fauci says never happened. Well, in testimony yesterday, and, by the way, I have criticized this woman, so I need to actually be fair and give her credit for saying something that was absolutely right. Representative Nicole Malliotakis from Staten Island, New York, asked, asked, John Ratcliffe, if he agreed with Dr. Robert Redfield that the NIH was funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Dr. Fauci has denied this. Our intelligence says, yeah, we were.
1: Sure, of course we were. My question is, when is Dr. Fauci going to be brought up on charges. Again, I will say I am a huge NIH supporter of the work that they do with the NIH, Dr. Fauci aside. Your Democrat mayor, our, I suppose, Democrat mayor, Eric Adams, is out talking about what?
2: What do you think, Scott? Here's another question oh, for I, you. Uh, I read this yesterday.
3: Uh, what is the most important oh, thing to gosh.
2: Eric Adams?
3: Oh, meat. He's banning meat.
2: He doesn't want to ban it, but he, he wants, wants to
3: get rid of meat in yeah, meat everywhere he can
1: because of climate change. Yes. He's out. The Cattlemen's Association, obviously, not happy with this.
2: They're saying it's easy for Mayor Adams to lob attacks at beef. Anything that makes better headlines than Meet New York City's Rat Czar. But the reality is, greenhouse gas emissions from beef cattle represent only 2% of emissions in the United States. On Monday, Mayor Adams and other city officials announced they would begin cracking down on food production. Now, notice this Mayor Adams is cracking down on food production.
1: We have criminals roaming the streets of New York. And rats, too. He appointed the rat czar.
2: But we have criminals roaming the streets of New York. And what does Eric Adams want to crack down on? Does he hold a big press conference to say he and the city Fathers and mothers, and a bunch of them might be considered a bunch of mothers. Uh, but does he say that they want to crack down on the criminals?
1: No. He wants to crack down on food production. Find a problem and handle it. We have, do you know that this mayor has an office of food policy?
2: Headed by a woman named Kate McKenzie, executive director of the mayor's office of food policy. And she's saying that New York City is going to take action
1: to reduce the carbon emissions from government food purchases by 33% by 2030. Food, em- carbon emissions from food. These people.
3: You know, they could tie the rat czar back into that. And maybe, what if what if they started serving rat meat? Would that help the climate?
2: It's a thought that I never want to even consider in my wildest nightmare, Scott. Rat meat. And then, oh, but did you see that Peter was upset about the rat thing? That they're saying rats are, are very smart creatures and very, you know... Look, I don't like any taking of any life. And, and so I'm not like totally this person that if Peter says it, I think it's automatically stupid. I mean, but seriously, you're going to make the case for rats in New York, Peter? I don't think you're
1: going to get a lot of sympathy on that one. <sighs> that house party in Alabama. The mass shooting, 16 and a 17-year-old have been arrested. Four people killed, 32 people injured at a house party. Tyreek, that's his name, Tyreek McCullough and Travis McCullough. We can assume that they are related. Tyreek. Is 17 and Travis is 16. They've been formally charged with four counts of reckless murder. This is out of Dadeville, Alabama. They've so got two teenagers. Two teenagers go to party, 32 people injured, injured, four murdered. And Tyreek and his brother have now been arrested. Homeland Secretary Alejandro Mayorcas apologized after he was asked to do so
2: to the family of a grandmother and a seven-year-old girl
1: who were both killed in a crash with a human smuggler. Mayorkas was testifying before the House Homeland Security Committee
2: and was asked to, to apologize to the family of
1: Maria Tambunga and Amelia Tambunga, who were both killed last month. They're sitting right behind you.
2: They came here today because they want answers. They came here today because of the failures
1: of you and your administration and your leadership. They came here because they want closure, was what he was told by Republican August Pfluger of Texas. To his credit, Mallorca stood up, turned around, and told the family that his heart breaks for their loss. I'm sure they were comforted by that. (sighs) Yeah. 1965,
2: number one song. Beatles on WABC coming back with Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We've got more. And we've got more about the border, too. Also, have you heard what's going on in Oklahoma? There's so much news. We'll be right back. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. Don't go away.
0: Shower is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Right on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. This from 1980, number one song. Blondie.
3: You remember the song, One Way or Another, I'm Gonna Find You, I'm Gonna Get You, Get You, Get You, Get You? Yeah, of course. I was three years old when that came out, and that was just terrified every time that song came on the radio. Really? Oh, yeah. I think I cried every time the song <laughs> came out. This one's not much better. She's still yelling at you.
2: Well, I mean, this Blondie.
3: <laughs> it wasn't until The Tide Is High that it came out that I was able to sit through it and not... Not uh, get emotional as a, yeah. as a three-year-old.
2: Wow. Yeah. I want to get you, get you, get you, get you, yeah. Think, think
3: about how... Did I still remember that, by the way.
2: Think about You how. were scarred. <laughs> it triggered you. <laughs> yeah. You were looking for a safe space mm-hmm. from Blondie. See,
3: back then, they didn't care. They just subjected you to Blondie. There was nowhere <laughs> to go. <laughs>
2: uh, this is no laughing matter. The story comes to us from Ida Bell. Ida Bell, Oklahoma. Uh, out there in Ida Bell, it seems that McCurtain County,
1: and that's the name of the county, McCurtain County, McCurtain County Commissioner has allegedly been caught on a recording discussing killing reporters and hanging black folks. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's right. Out there in McCurtain County and I Bell, out in Oklahoma. Now Oklahoma's governor, Kevin Stitt, said Sunday he wants them people to resign. He wants resignations
2: from McCurtain County Sheriff, Kevin Clardy, the Sheriff Captain, Alicia Manning. You see, they are diversified out there. They got diversity, they got a woman. In second spot, and the jail administrator, Larry Hendricks, and District 2 Commissioner Mark Jennings. Now, Mark Jennings took the way out. He wrote himself up a letter of resignation, said, I'm, as you wish, I'm getting out. I'm out. Now, here's what happened. Here's what happened. The McCurtain County Gazette News released portions of a recording in which the four of these individuals discussed Bruce and Chris Willingham, a reporter for the newspaper, who's Bruce Willingham's son, and then this fella Jennings, who's the county commissioner, tells the sheriff clarity manning he says I know where two deep holes are dug if you ever need them the sheriff says "Mm mm-hmm I got an excavator Jennings says he's known two or three other hitmen in Louisiana they're very quiet guys So here they are conspiring to talk about getting rid of some reporters. And then the conversation turned to race. The sheriff, the sheriff complains and these people was complaining that you can't just hang black people anymore. Because black people got more rights than you. We can't hang them, them people anymore. Can't hang them. They got more rights than us. Imagine that. We can't hang them black people. This is the sheriff, ladies and gentlemen, the sheriff out there in Ida Bell, Oklahoma. We can't hang them, them peoples anymore. Cause, cause they got more rights than you. They got more rights than us. Damn it! And it ain't fair. It ain't right. I'd love to know where these folks come from. I mean, we—I know where they come from. They are Oklahoma. I'm saying about where they come from in their hearts. And they're talking about get rid of reporters. And what happened? Now, now you might want to know. Here's here's the coup d'etat on all of this. Right here, the coup d'etat. After all of this, we got two or three hit men in Louisiana. We got deep holes. We got excavators. Take care of them reporters. Damn it, we can't hang them niggas. Them, 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 them them black. I didn't say it. You don't have to beep it. I didn't say it. I almost said it. We can't hang them. We can't hang them no more because they got more rights than we do. You know, the sheriff's office, you know what they mad at. They mad because somebody from the newspaper, the reporter here, he foxed them. He left a voice-activated recorder in their room, and that's how he got all the stuff. They were having a meeting. Reporter was there, and the reporter left the voice-activated reporter. I guess he came back and fetched it later, and that's how he discovered all this talk was going on out there in Oklahoma. Yeah, and you know what they're talking about now? They want to... <laughs> Yeah, these good old boys are something else. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> they wanna, they wanna arrest the reporters because they said they violated the state law. It's a felony to record them without telling them you're recording them, and that's what they wanna do. They wanna record. They wanna arrest the newspaper people for reporting on this stuff. I'm gonna tell you something, folks. All y'all might want to think that them days are over, them days been gone. Them days ain't over. There are lots of places in their little pockets. Now, guess what? I'm not saying that all people are racist out there. Don't be putting no words in my mouth. Don't need it. I ain't saying that at all. I'm not saying that all white, I'm not one of these people talking about that CRT stuff and howling all this BLM stuff. But I'm going to tell you something, it ain't over in this country. We got some folks out here that is twisted. We can't hang them anymore. They got more rights than me. What you think about that? Now, on the other hand, you got other stuff going on in other places in the country. Y'all hear what happened out there in Chicago? Chicago. Chicago, you had all these teenagers out there, many of them. Those people that they want to hang out there in Oklahoma. Got a bunch of teenagers out there, like three or four hundred, roaming the streets. They're out there riding, looting, chasing people down, banging up people's cars for no reason, tearing on like fools. And you know what the state senator said out there? They got this local state senator. I'm trying to find this story over here. I might not be able to call the boy's name, but he said it. He's a state senator. He said, look here. Look here, y'all. Don't be getting upset with all these teenagers and stuff out here running and turning this city into a madhouse. Why, these kids is just protesting segregation and poverty that's what he said now that should just warm the cackles of your heart to know that when you out in the streets in chicago and all of a sudden you see about three or four hundred mostly black teenagers and stuff running at you and they're smashing cars and looting stores and carrying on don't y'all worry about a thing them kids don't mean you no harm. Those kids is just out protesting. They protesting in their $100 Maka Jordan sneakers and them, them, them Adidas. Oh, I'm sorry, not Adidas, because Kanye done messed up that deal. But they out there protesting in their Michael Jordan sneakers and everything, because they're, they're having a fiery but peaceful protest. That's right, Scott. You got that right, boy. they have having, it's just a protest against poverty. That's why we out here looting. Nice we're, we're looting because we're protesting poverty. We're protesting poverty. James Golden, Bo Snurley here. WABC ABC, talk radio 77. I guess we got to check in with traffic now and news. We're a little late for that. We're sorry about that. But we're coming back soon. Don't y'all go away. Be
1: right back.
0: Rush. It's the rush hour with Bo nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: The Stones. One of my favorite songs by the Rolling Stones. miss you. This song is so fun to play on bass. Oh, yeah, no, it just sounds like fun. 1965 was the year. The Stones, the Four Tops, the Supremes. James Brown, the Beach Boys, and Smokey Robinson all in the same gig. It was the Teenage Music International Show over in Great Britain. Man, our friend Todd Benzman has a story in the New York Post today that you need to check out. May eleventh is the next big day may eleventh title forty two ends May eleventh already in Juarez. Thousands of immigrants are living in abandoned buildings, sleeping on streets. Hundreds more are showing up every day on freight trains. Freight trains. A human tidal wave is building all over Mexico and further south into Central America, waiting for Title II to end so that they can surge across. America's open borders. Thank you, Joe Biden. And if you think things are bad now, we had nearly 270,000
1: apprehensions and getaways at the southern border in March. That's just March. You ain't seen nothing yet. Wait until May. The
2: Biden administration has not one plan in place to deal with all of this. Let us head to the telephones. I want to talk about human trafficking. If I don't get to it today, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow because Senator Blackburn is talking about the unaccompanied migrants. We started talking about this earlier in the week that have been coming into this country. She says they're being used for child labor and for sex. In fact, I read the story about one teenage girl who was sadly killed, and when they examined her, they found over 60 traces of DNA. She apparently had been gang raped multiple times trying to get across the border.
1: Over 60 different specimens of DNA in this poor girl. <sighs> Let's go to the telephones. Danny in Long Island. How are you,
0: Danny? Well, my friend, it's been too long. I hope you're well.
2: Thank you. I am. And hope you're well.
0: Any, What's up? Anytime you want to talk Civil War with your friends over there, your little crew there, I, I, I applaud you. And uh, you think any of them know where the first shots of the Civil War were fired?
2: Yeah, we covered that the other day. No, we got
0: that one. Yeah. By the way, the, that chief was of the, the uni-
2: anniversary of that was just earlier in the week.
0: That's right. I visited that. I visited that monument last year. The chief of the Union Artillery was Abner Doubleday, who then went on to invent baseball, by the way. So it's our history. You got to know it. Good, bad and the ugly. I appreciate you mentioning these things and everybody should be as educated as you are. Now, we have a couple of interesting stories in the media, each horrifying and each horrific. Of course, the media, especially CNN, they have their own way of deciding how they how they cover these things. We had a white woman drive into a wrong driveway and get shot mm-hmm. and killed by a white guy. That doesn't really nope. rate. The, that doesn't really rate. We had an interracial young couple in Chicago, a black man, a black kid, and a white girl get absolutely mauled by a group of African Americans. Not nah, doesn't really rate. Not not enough there. An African American cheerleader, a beautiful girl coming home from a competition in Texas, gets shot by an illegal alien and one other cheerleader, a Hispanic guy, in a parking lot for no other reason other than they they tried to get to his car by accident. They thought it was their car. And they were
1: walking.
0: And she and her
2: friends friends were shot. It was not just that one uh, cheerleader. He shot at all of them.
0: Go ahead. And then you had the, the crazy racist old black guy who sh- a white guy, I mean, who shot the black kid horrible. Hope he goes to jail for the rest of his short life. He's already eight years old. But boy, has CNN been leading with that one. Why do you think they picked that one? of all, of, of all of, Because it, they're, it's divide and conquer. They're not interested in, in educating. They're interested in dividing America. The media is the enemy.
2: Every single one of those stories that you reported happened within the last seven days. Every single one. Every single one. The girl that was killed is getting almost no press. Z- almost none. I mean, she was reported. It's not fair to say she didn't get any press. We know about it because it was in the news. But the GOAT, the, the the GoFundMe for her family, nowhere near the $3 million. And I'm not saying it should be, but, but, and look, this situation that happened in St. Louis was horrific, sure. But I also kept seeing that, um, that you know, I I've seen this, On the flip side of this, I've seen this on social media. Well, the guy was a racist. The guy was a racist. The guy was racist. How do you know the guy's a racist? Well, we know the guy is a racist because people just don't shoot somebody that rings their doorbell. Well, there's a story in today's news about a guy, a bad guy, who did ring a doorbell. He was intent on home invasion, and he thankfully was chased away. But it's not, so it's not true that bad guys don't ring the doorbell. And I don't know what was in this 85-year-old guy's head or heart. I don't know that he was a racist. I know that he shot. What I do know is he shot this teenager, and he is going to face the charges, and he should face charges for shooting this innocent teenager. But I also think it's a little bit unfair, just a little bit yet, Because we don't know the facts. We don't know what his defense is. We don't know what he thought.
1: And it's easy for us to say, oh, he's just a racist. We don't know whether he's a racist or not yet. We don't know. And I think we should wait before we start ascribing motives to people. It was wrong. He made a horrible, horrible calculation. But, you know, a lot of older people
2: are afraid. And if you live in certain areas, you would be afraid to. I'm not justifying it. But there is so much fear out here because of the lawlessness that has now become daily life in American cities. Thank you in large part to these sorrows paid for prosecutors who refuse, like Alvin Bragg and others, refuse to put criminals behind bars. And so you have these scenes. Now you have these scenes where apparently these flash mobs are growing into hundreds of people. They were in California the other day and looted a Walmart. There was a woman crying. There was a a picture of her in a Walmart. And the place had been ransacked. And she can't find food for her baby because the neighborhood stores are gone. Walmart has closed some stores in some locations because of the crime. CVS has closed some location. There are bank ATMs that are closing locations in some of these areas because the crime is so high. And what do these Democrats do? When you show up like you did in in New York for this hearing, they call you names. If you suffer, if your family member has been killed,
1: they call you a Democrat. I'm sorry, they call you a MAGA prop. Oh, you're just a MAGA prop. They have these Democrats have no. These Democrats have absolutely no
2: compassion for the people that are genuinely suffering
1: because of their incredibly insane policies. Instead they blame the victims. WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden coming back. More of your calls
2: right after this.
0: is The Rush Hour with those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: God, I don't know the words. You don't know the words?
2: (laughs) Well, listen, For those who do know the world, (laughs) the Righteous Brothers, ladies and gentlemen, are coming to Bergen Performing Arts Center on Wednesday, May 17th. You can get your tickets right now. That's right. The Righteous Brothers, Bill Medley and Bucky Hurd performing Unchained Melody. You've lost that loving feeling. All the hits that you know and love. The Blue-Eyed Soul Brothers. That's what we used to call them when we were growing up. The Blue-Eyed Soul Brothers. We want to send you and a guest to the show for free. That's right. I have got a pair of tickets right now. Raw this minute. Uh Uh-oh, I did an accent. Um, I have a pair of tickets right now to see the Righteous Brothers May 17th at Bergen Pack. Be the seventh caller right now. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-WABC. You'll be heading to see the Righteous Brothers Wednesday the 17th. At Bergen Pack, that's the seventh caller right now, 800-848-9222. Good luck. And by the way, remember John Cicada, who was with us yesterday, is going to be there this Friday, the 21st. So Bergen Pack, we're going to be talking about it. They've got a lot of great acts coming in, (laughs) including the, (laughs) the, the Righteous Brothers. So let's head back to the phones. Sharon in Louisville, Kentucky, how
1: are you?
4: I'm fine, Bo. How are you
1: doing? Uh-oh.
2: I love
4: I'm, you, I'm good. And
1: I'm good. I'm good, Sharon.
4: Okay. I have one tiny little bone to pick with you. I bet um, I know what it, it is. I bet you do. Um, you adapted a Southern accent for someone in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So we've heard they don't have them. They don't have what? those kind of accents.
2: What do they sound like in Oklahoma? Help More
4: me. of the hard R's and uh, it, it's it's just different. It's just different. Okay. Help me. What I, is a,
2: if I'm talking, if you are an Oklahoma woman, Sharon, put yourself, instead of being in Louisville, put yourself out there in Oklahoma. And tell me what they sound like out in Oklahoma.
4: They don't drag out their vowels. They don't, they don't don't do stuff like that. Oh, well, I'm I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. You dragged it all the way from Alabama with the accent you use.
3: You know, the accent that Bo does is an endangered accent. That accent is disappearing quickly. The, the no R Southern accent that, that is almost disappeared from America. Yeah. The old school, the, 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 the fiddly day tomorrow is another day. You know, without without the uh, the hard r. Uh, you know, tomorrow. Well, I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not. You can you can do it, Sharon. But yeah, the no r accent is disappearing. I think the, the last vestige is like in around New Orleans and Louisiana.
1: Wow.
2: Have you gone to? Have you you spend a lot of time out there in Oklahoma, Sharon.
4: I'm sorry, please.
2: Have you have you spent a lot of time in Oklahoma?
4: No, but I have a cousin who did, and he oh, came okay. back talking completely different.
1: Wow. He, lost,
4: been... he totally lost his accent, but that's okay. Now, just so you know, I'm not mad. I'm just corrected a little bit. And
1: and I, I appreciate it. You... You've been we're with on... me since when? Over yeah, on since... Blue Channel. Well, Sharon, I that's love cool. you and thank you. I love Uh, you, you, you
2: for. Thank you. I'm going to have to work on my Oklahoma accent, folks, but y'all got the phone. Y'all got the
1: picture anyway.
2: Jimmy, quickly in Nassau County. Time's running out. What's up, Jimmy?
1: Uh, I'm glad you got to me man. I just I told you screener. I just wanted to give you some accolades and me and my wife we listen to you all the time. She loves your intro music. I always say I could hang with that guy and I got to tell you the, uh, you got a few more listeners cuz we tell all our friends to, 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 that you're a great listen. But the other day you had me dying when a dude called up and said Dominic and you said, nah, I'm the other black guy." I was cracking up, man. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate you. Love you, bro. Thank you so much, and thank you for letting people know about us here. And by the way, everybody, get that WABC app. You hear all this this talk threatening to get rid of AM radios from new cars. Get the WABC app and practice using it. It's really easy. Oh, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. We will be back tomorrow, God willing, at four o'clock for our Thursday edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour. With love and with gratitude for each and every one of you, I say bye. And by
1: the way, we have a winner to go see the Righteous Brothers. See you tomorrow. Bye.